Welcome in to the Green Fanatic College Football Talk Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hetzler, joined by Tyler Smith, Mr. Arena Fanatic. Tyler, what do you think about the Week 6 games, my friend? Stone Cold Stunner for this guy, Matt. Uh, seems like every team I I had high hopes for this season has faltered. Yeah, it was a rough week, uh, especially for some of the teams that I really liked. Um, you know, but uh, that's just what we need. We need a nice little knockdown, a little reminder that we're not, uh, you know, perfect at picking games. And then uh, are we? And then we got to come back. You know, I mean, I was Ooh. pretty damn close to being perfect. If you followed the ESPN Pick'em page. Uh, oh no. Yeah, I, I am no longer tied for first, Tyler. Thank goodness. Somebody tied for third. Did. I'm three points back, so I will be getting Man. the number one spot back after this week. And uh, yeah, I hope whoever's in first takes the takes the dub. Uh, I think the guy in first name is Harbaugh. So, oh Harbaugh, yeah, well, are you good for Jim? Uh, that's the best thing he can do, buddy. He's good at picking games. Can't coach worth the shit, but uh, either way, hey. Tyler, we're gonna start right yes. here, man. Uh, we're gonna recap these uh. week six games and give you guys some of our trending up teams. And uh, Tyler, Friday night. Nippert Stadium. What happened? Well, the nip was rocking. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Uh, first and foremost, before I get into this, hell of a job from the UC defense. Amazing job. Coaching staff, phenomenal. Great game plan. But let's get on to US, UCF. From what I've seen in both losses for UCF, both teams have applied a lot of pressure, and the O-line, Matt, is not holding up. I know a lot of the blame went on Gabriel, and rightfully so, he does deserve some of the blame. The O-line, however, has me very concerned. Three sacks, eight tackles for loss, and then in the loss first pit, six sacks, 12 tackles for loss. Not sure why this is not being talked about as the forefront issue, Matt. I This is where the main concern lies for me. UCF, Ossif, offensive line, it's a struggle. Still a believer in this team. I think they can get it fixed. Well, they're definitely not on the fast track to uh, win another American uh, conference championship. So we'll see if the Bearcats can get it done this year, bud. Yeah, they have a, they have an excellent excellent chance now um, because the schedule doesn't look like there's going to be two wins in the ACC left for them, but uh, you never know. Yes, sir. All right, man. Uh, <clears throat> are we getting into the little Big Ten action here, Tyler? Yeah, I'd like to hear about the Big Ten, Matt. Iowa at Michigan. Uh, Snooze fest. If you didn't, yeah, if you didn't fall asleep in this one, could you could you tell me a little bit about the game? Yeah, it, it, if the game was not at noon, uh, nobody would have been tuned into this one. Good Lord, it was ugly, Tyler. Uh, just just what you what you would expect out of a couple Big Ten uh, good defenses, just really slug uh, a slugfest here. I'm telling you, man, there's still some issues with Michigan uh, offensively. I mean, they came out quick, got ten points, were up ten zero, and I mean that. I mean, I that was, I guess that was all they needed to do. But they forced four turnovers on Iowa. Our boy Nate Stanley, 
rough game for him. He got sacked eight times, I believe. And uh, due to those eight sacks, Iowa with one rushing yard on 30 attempts. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Not, not going to win any games like that. Uh, not going to win many games, that uh, is correct, Tyler. But still a big concern here for Michigan. Uh, rushing the ball did not get going. And, I mean, Shea Patterson, he, he looked, you know, mediocre again. Mm-hmm. Uh, three for 13 on third downs, Tyler. Uh, Michigan's going to have to clean that up if they are going to make a run at this Big Ten title. No doubt about it. I, I was very disappointed in what I saw out of Iowa. They just, I mean, they couldn't get anything going. I mean, even Rutgers, I think, had a better shot at it than Iowa did. Yeah, yeah it was ugly, buddy. Not pretty. Very disappointing. But, let, Matt, let's get on to a Week 6 upstate, upset, OK State at Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. And real quick, Tyler, before we hop into this game, I just saw on Uh-oh. my ticker here, uh, the Jim uh-huh. Harbaugh says Michigan is very close to hitting a stride on offense. Oh, and uh, I call that yeah. some uh, bullshit. So uh, <laughs> way to go, Jim. Way to, way to sell it there, buddy. Uh, yeah, he's he's selling it. Oh, my God. Really? They're close? But whatever. Tim um, Pons last week. Back to the Big 12 here, Tyler. This was a good game. Uh, Texas Tech pulled the upset. They got out to a 20 nothing lead. So Oklahoma State was playing from way behind. And, I mean, Spencer Sanders just on the struggle bus this week. Uh, poor decisions. Through three picks. Um, his, our man Hubbard, though, you know, he's, he's still making a case for a Heisman. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think Oklahoma State's going to get enough of wins to uh, really make a yeah. dent in that. But, yeah. man, 34 carries, 156, three scores. And Tylen Wallace, that's our boy out there as well. What, what really surprised me here, Tyler, not the fact that Texas Tech threw for a ton of yards on this uh, really poor Oklahoma State secondary, but the Jet Duffy did it. I mean, I didn't see this oh, one coming. Did. 424 passing yards, four touchdowns, and he was an efficient 26 for 44, my friend. It doesn't hurt when you have mm-hmm. T.J. Vasher out there at wide receiver, but, wow, I did not see Duffy throwing for over 400-plus yards. No, not at all. And, I mean, big game changer was the turnovers there from Oklahoma State. Lots of Lots of fumbling going on. Three interceptions, so five total turnovers. Hard to win games like that. Yeah, and uh, so big, big game here uh, for Texas Tech, who I was uh, I was high on coming into the season. So I'm actually glad that Texas Tech got that W. I didn't think they would with Duffy a quarterback, but like I said, I was wrong on a lot this week. And uh, oh, are we really talking about this game, Tyler? Uh, Virginia oh, Tech at yeah. Miami. Yeah. Yeah, Virginia, Virginia Tech at Miami. This is just sad, man. Sad, sad stuff. Williams out at quarterback. Not sure how they can go back to him. I did see today they are going to go back to him, Matt. He is going to be the starter again. The man was four for seven. Three picks. Three picks on seven attempts. My God, how could you go back to him at this point? After the first game, he's no. he's been sluggish, to yeah. say the least. Nothing to lose. Oh, God, yeah, nothing to lose. Well, Perry came in, played very well, gave the team a lift, but I don't know if he's the answer either. And who the hell knows what's going on with this team? I, I know I don't. I have no idea. Could help if Miami could find 
a damn running game. I mean, the running game is non-existent. The offensive line is charm and soft. Those guys can't block anybody. They can't pass block. They can't run block. They can't do anything right. Four yards per carry is the average for this season. So why even bother looking to run? And also, Duke Johnson and Mark Walton, they're not walking through the damn door. So that's not going to help. This is the U. Miami, the U. How are they still in this situation? It makes no sense. But props to VT for the bounce back win after I had them dead. Hooker so far looks promising at quarterback. But my God. I mean, it's freaking Miami. These guys. They, the defense was horrendous. That was supposed to be a strength. They they couldn't stop VT. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I saw that score. Was it twenty eight nothing at one point, or was it twenty one nothing? I can't remember how many uh, points they got up on them. And I was like, oh my god, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think it's twenty one. Yeah, that was uh, that was an ugly uh, ugly game there Saturday. Ugh, I ugh, man, it just I just it just disappoints me to see Miami in this spot. Whatever. Matt, let's get on to some positivity for me at least. Tulane at Army. A big game coming in and a big game for Tulane. Yeah, they actually played uh, really well. And this was just a matchup nightmare for Army. Uh, Army's defense not as good as it has been in the past couple years. And Tulane exploited that defensive line in the rush game. 324 yards on the ground. Five different guys scored a touchdown for Tulane. Incredible. Impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that just a well-balanced rushing attack. Um, everybody seemed to be successful. And on the flip side here, Kelvin Hopkins Jr., I love the guy. Um, unfortunately for Army, they had they were behind and kind of had to throw the ball, which is just not, not their offense. Um, but Hopkins, again, good on the ground. Uh, 24 carries, 132, two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, they made a they made a run there at the end, Tyler. But Tulane just got out too fast, too early, and at that point, it was uh, all she wrote for our beloved Army Black Knights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we mentioned the Tulane front four, and they were spectacular in this one. When you're only holding Army to 4.4 yards per rush, that's huge. Yes, sir, and. Um, Let's get out to the Pac-12 here. Talk about uh, one of your favorite players in the country, Tyler. All right, Khalil yeah, Tate. Some, some positivity here. I, I like to I like to talk about the positive stuff. Tate he gets it done again through the air in this one. Over 400 yards on the day. Um, he didn't really have any rushing yards, and Taylor was also out, so the running game was toast. But when you have a on fire Khalil Tate. You're good to go. Arizona moves to four and one, undefeated in conference play. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Mac here, Tyler. A little Mac real quick. Uh, uh -oh. Western Michigan at Toledo. Toledo comes away with the W. Um, it was a rough day for both offenses, man. Yeah. Uh, Wassenick. I mean, despite putting up uh, 55 total points, Wassenick. He threw 51 times, completed just 25 of those. Um, that's not going to get it done. But how about that uh, Toledo rushing it? I mean, you don't expect Toledo to run 53 times a game. No. They just controlled the game uh, on the ground. Uh, Kobach, I talked about him uh, before the game, 21 carries, 177. That was impressive. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, this was a big win for Toledo. Uh, it gets them 
This is their first hurdle in the Mac West. Uh, but after seeing Northern Illinois, which I'll talk about them later, Toledo's clearly the team in the West that's going to uh, going to be taking that crown heading into uh, Detroit. So uh, I'm going to bounce it. Oh, my bad. We're going to Big Ten here. Big Ten country, Tyler. Once again. Oh, yeah. We're going back up to Columbus here. Uh, this was... This was actually a really decent game until about midway through the second quarter when uh, Ohio nice. State puts 24 points on Michigan State and uh, really just uh, put the game away at half. Um, yeah, they ripped off 17, I think 17 unanswered, and Michigan State never got back on track. I will say Lewerke, he did the best he could. Um, he was under uh, duress most of the night. Uh, which I'm telling you, Tyler. This, have you? How do you feel about Ohio State now, Tyler? Are you, you starting to like them a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I'm liking them a little bit more, <coughs> but uh, that defense is really, just really dirty. Uh, yeah, that I think that's the key. When you play Ohio State, you cannot let them get the lead because that once they unleash that front four, see you later. It's going to be tough sledding from there, and. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Ohio State a little bit and later. Let's not uh, overlook here. J.K. Dobbins, he's back. After last oh, year, kind of kind of taking a roller coaster ride last year, he is just back and dominating most of these games. I mean, I know it helps with Justin Fields, which he didn't particularly have a great game. But, um, yeah, I like Dobbins. I like Ohio State here. This was just no contest. Uh uh, pretty early, and they're on a collision course. But I, at this point, I don't see a team that's going to beat them in the in the Big Ten. They're they're going to be undefeated. Yeah, well, we'll see. Their final two games, obviously, Michigan and Penn State, will be interesting. But oh, at I this didn't point, forget about Penn State. Penn State's on yeah. the road, correct? Uh, no, Penn State is at Ooh. home, and Michigan okay, yeah, they're on not the road. Lose. Yeah, well, Michigan can't run the ball. All right, either can um, Michigan State. I know, I know. All right, here we go, buddy. Out to the Pac-12. We're going to talk about. You're going to talk about two here. Uh, oh ooh. yeah. Let's start with Cal at Oregon. Okay. Yeah, Cal Oregon. Let's get some positivity in here. It wasn't pretty, but Oregon holds on for the W. I can't knock the performance from the Oregon offense because Cal's D is legit. It is literally, I'd I'd say top five for sure in the country at Cal D. But when you're in a game like this, you want to minimize the mistakes, and Oregon didn't really do that at all. They made plenty of mistakes, but they survived because Cal currently, without Gabbers, no offense. No. No, and I was actually stunned uh, that they held them to 17 points. You're right. That Cal defense is just phenomenal. It's incredible. It's incredible, man. But well, uh, How about this next one, Tyler? Oh, oh, Washington no. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about this. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, what the hell happened here? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still thinking about this one to this day. We're, we're on to Tuesday or Monday, whatever day it is, and I'm still thinking about this game. I figured at halftime when I started to fade away and fall asleep, everything would be okay. But boy, was I wrong. Zero effing points in the second half. Washington on the road might as well be UCLA at this point. That's how bad they are when they're on the road. Jacob Eason, 
He hardly even broke 200 yards. That's embarrassing. This is Stanford. This isn't Stanford of five years ago. This is 2019 Stanford. They're horrendous. Embarrassing performance by the Huskies. Just embarrassing. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, when you look at how Stanford has played up to this point, I mean, Central Florida could have put up 100 on them. If they really had wanted to, if Central Florida really had wanted to, they they could have scored 100 points on Stanford that day. Easily. And Washington just lays another egg on a road against against a terrible a terrible team. That's just like Washington every year now. They they have that one game where they just let down. Yeah, well, they had that one game earlier versus Cal. You, yeah, you but Cal was Cal was at least decent back uh, when they had Gabbard. They were respectable. Or Garbert, I mean. Especially the D. Yes, but, uh, I mean. One quick comment for some positive stuff on Stanford, which I rarely ever do. Scarlet, big game, finally broke out. Yeah, and that was something that you did not want to happen this year. You don't want Stanford to win games. No, I don't. I had them at five wins, so we're creeping on up. Somehow they still they might just get freaking five Freaking Washington. Points. Yeah, you're probably right. Hopefully. I hope so. I don't know. What a weird game. All right, Tyler, after is there, dark. Yeah. Is there any more games that we need to touch on? Oh, yes. How about, um, I don't know, Matt. You might have forgot about this one. Auburn at Florida. How, how'd that one play out? Uh, just as you and I expected, Tyler. Uh, we talked about it. We said Florida was just going to dominate the trenches. Uh, the, the fans in the swamp were going to really cause a... Uh, Bo Nix to be under <laughs> duress, and uh, yeah. <laughs> now that's the, that's the exactly opposite of what we thought. We thought Auburn, no chance they'd lose this game. Uh, yeah. Well, real quickly, what we did get right, or, or what I did feel was right, um, we did talk about Florida not being able to run the ball, which outside of that eighty-eight yard touchdown run, they were not able to run the ball. I think it was about one yard per carry before that. I thought Bo Nix would be better. Uh, he struggled <laughs> big time. He, there was a couple points in this game where Auburn really could have taken the game and, and been in control, but Bo Nix blew those uh, blew those opportunities. After the mm-hmm. big uh, big fumble recovery, Auburn gets a chance, and then throws the pick in the end zone. Bo Nix overthrows mm. Seth Williams. Seth Williams makes a good catch, but he doesn't score because he had to die for the freaking ball. If that's <laughs> delivered on time, that's seven. I'm telling you, Auburn had chances here. I feel like Auburn was the better team still. Wow. I, I do. I mean, you look at this game, Tyler. Mm. Two chunk plays for Florida, a 64-yard touchdown and an 88-yard touchdown run. Ended up being the difference. No doubt about it, Matt. I, I don't know if you saw this. I saw an interesting <coughs> stat that Florida only brought more than, I think, four guys only five times throughout that whole entire game. So literally, Florida was like, we're good enough with our four to put enough pressure on Bo Nix, and then our secondary can handle the rest. The secondary, we did kind of slam on the secondary for Florida. They, they played a fair game, and the front four as well played a pretty good game. Yeah, I think they were just – see, that's the thing. I think Auburn, especially Gus Malzahn, they're, they're familiar with Grantham. And 
And Grantham played a, uh, called a great game because Auburn, I think, was expecting pressure on many of these situations. And, and on the interception, especially in the, in the uh, end zone, man, they just dropped, they dropped a guy back and, and Bo mm-hmm. Nix didn't see him. And, and on the yep. wheel route that they picked off, I mean, that was a hell of a pick by that guy because he just came out of nowhere. We were watching that yeah. game, and we're all like, oh, man, that's going to be a touchdown. And then out of nowhere, guy just comes out and picks it off. So Yeah. the um, All three of his picks were when Florida only sent four and applied little to no pressure. Yeah, yep. they, they confused him the entire game, and that is why – I mean, I, I'm telling you, I'm not impressed with Florida's offense at all. It's still very Nobody bad. Is. And they're going to have issues this week against LSU. Like I said, Tyler, 88-yard touchdown run. So you take that off, I think it means it was about 44 yards rushing yeah. outside yeah, of that on pretty. 32 attempts. That's not going to get it done. No. So... Uh, hats off to Florida, a big win there. I mean, that swamp was just rocking. So. Oh yeah, it's good to see the swamp rocking because sometimes during those <coughs> uh, early day games, that place can kind of look dead. Yeah. Uh, so, outside of that, Tyler, I don't have anything else on this game. And yeah, uh, yeah you want to move Me on either. into uh, some of our favorite segments here. Oh, yes. Let's move on in, Matt. Who do you have trending up after week six? Well, my first team, Penn State, Tyler. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Now, granted, they haven't played anybody. But Not at least really they're starting not. to put the style points on. I mean, they're starting to beat the crap out of everybody. Mm-hmm. But, but again, mm-hmm. Purdue had, like, no good people playing for them uh, this weekend. And, uh, yeah, so I got Penn State trending up. I have Arizona, your favorite team, out west. Oh, yeah. And I have the Baylor Bears trending up. A big win on the road at Kansas State. We didn't recap that, but we both had Baylor winning that game. Yes, and we Baylor's did. a complete team, bud. And uh, I think I was high on them coming into the year as well. I can't remember. Maybe middle of the road. I think middle of the road. But that was... Uh, those are my three trending up. How about you? I've got Baylor as well, and I did see something saying that Charlie Brewer would be good to go for this week, so that's good news. Baylor, Texas Tech trending up. What a big win. And the UC Bearcats. You heard it here first. Trending up. Yeah, I couldn't have them trending up because I already thought they were going to win the American this year. I know. I'm, Only a fool would have picked against aware. Luke Fickle and the boys. Oh, man. <laughs> that's funny. How about uh, you're trending down, Tyler? Uh, Washington, down. Auburn, down. Oklahoma State, down. Eh, I agree with Washington. I wouldn't quite sell on uh, Oklahoma State or Auburn at this point. Of course, granted, I, I like think Oklahoma State was that great. Uh, I'm trending down on UCF, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. They, they can't beat anybody that has a decent defense. So that's going to be a that problem. That O-line, man. It's that O-line. And then my third, I had Washington as well. And then I have NIU, the Northern Ooh. Illinois Huskies, baby. Oh, man. They it's were up 17-3 on Ball State and gave up, I think, 24 unanswered. Oh, man. 
at home. We weren't really that high on Ball State this year, but they've shown a lot. Great quarterback play. We loved Ball State when they had James Gilbert and Riley Neal. Could you imagine if they Mm -hmm. had those two guys? Oh, man. Those guys would run the freaking Mac right now. Top 25 team. I would have loved seeing that. Uh, You and me both. Uh, Tyler. Oh, God. What what do you got to say here about this next little bit? So uh, the team this week that is dead to me, no surprise here. It's the Miami Hurricanes, and I've already went off on them enough. So all I'm going to say is I'm going to turn to you down like Marquise Williams from UNC did. Boom, Miami, you're dead to me. I can't believe I trusted you again this season. You're dead to me. Yeah, see, I'm going to go here, Tyler. This is just strictly from a betting standpoint. I backed Vanderbilt two weeks ago against Northern Illinois. Oh, God. Can't get the cover. And then I'm like, hell, I think Vandy's going to win outright at Ole Miss. And they lose 31-6. to Vandy, yeah, that, that, you're dead to me. Close. Yeah, man, that's a good one. I hate Vanderbilt right now. I saw God. that score and. Man, like, how in the hell did that happen? You know what made it's it worse? Freaking Ole Miss. Yeah. What made it worse is you're like, oh, at halftime, well, there's no way they won't win the halftime, second half. They didn't <laughs> win that either. You're dead to me, Vandy. <laughs> I might pick you against Tennessee. We'll see. Oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a game. Can't wait to see that one. Wow. Well, thank you, Matt, for that. Uh, wow. I wasn't expecting Vandy. But poor Vandy's dead to you. All right, uh, my hot seat segment here. Oh, my. Well, I put Justin Fuente on there last week thinking, you know, there's no way this Virginia Tech team's going to get going. I took him off, you know. I saw some hope. New quarterback under center. Saw some promise. Brent Brennan for San Jose State. He's off. Got the big win over New Mexico. See you later. Off the hot seat. Jeremy Pruitt. Still in the hot seat. Frank Wilson, UTSA, still in the hot seat. Randy Edsel, how's he still have a job? He got a bonus in that loss, Matt. A $4,000 bonus for two turnovers. <laughs> and he lost the game. God, I need that job. Like, yeah, the, I know. Like, you're horrible at your job. On, uh, everything. Getting a first it's down. Everything. Like $500 for a first down. It's just stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Randy Edsel, hot seat. Doug Martin, New Mexico State. He's now 20 and 59 in his career there. How how does he still have a job? They're defeated at this point. Tony Sanchez, UNLV. Yeah, 17 and 17 and 36 record now. He's never had a winning record at UNLV. He's got to go. And my final one, Mike Bobo, Colorado State, 4 and 14 in the last 18 games. I I think he's yeah, that seat's getting pretty hot. Yeah, uh, see, I've been off two of the last three weeks, Tyler, so my hot seat has stayed pretty damn empty. But I'm going to throw out a name here, Tyler. First-year coach. Oh, God. Manny Diaz. (sighs) You know, I pondered on that one for a while. I I just... (sighs) I mean, it's not been... It's just been so bad. It's hard not to throw him on there. Just scrap it. Just scrap it as as it is. Scrap it right now. Get you a I mean, really he, good. I, I don't know why they settled on him either, but me uh, either. I'm telling you, scrap it right <laughs> now. Mo- just take the. You're, I mean, you're already you already suck. So yeah, just go ahead and start fresh. 
get you the guy you want to see at the head of Miami football for the next 15 years. Could Ed Reed be that guy? Be the guy that you want. Could, could Ed Reed be the head coach? I mean, Jesus, he'd do better than Manny. How about uh, your boy there in Vanderbilt? Think he's? You think that seat's finally yeah, getting hot? It, I mean, it has to be. They just lots of old mess. It does. It does. He's not going to win. Um, yeah, they're they're not going to win an SEC game. I don't think this year at this point. No. Uh, they're just not very good, and I think Tennessee's better than them right now, which is saying something. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. But yeah, Derek Mason's days are more than likely numbered, and uh, you would think. But I've thought that for a while now, and. They still go with him because they like him. So, yeah, after week six, we still only have one coach fired, and that's Chris Ash at Rutgers. Speaking of which, who do you think is going to get that job? I've heard uh, Butch Jones might be up for that one. Uh, Yeah, well, that is something he would need. He's got to (laughs) be desperate to get back in, but he should hold out because, (laughs) trust me, there will be something better than Rutgers coming around. Yeah, I can't remember the other name that I heard that was coming around for that. I like Lance Leipold out of Buffalo uh, going there. That's not a bad selection. Or uh, Chris Creighton at Eastern Michigan, but Eastern Michigan. Oh, God. Got slaughtered. I know, but that guy's still a solid coach. I mean. Yeah. Oh, gosh. He's done wonders there. He he brought them out of, you know, just being a team known for an entrance video where they broke down cement blocks to a respectable team. Yes, that was phenomenal. I mean, I could watch that all day long. I'm right there with you, bud. Let's get on to the Heisman top five. Matt, start me off. Yeah, I'll start five. To, we'll go five to one here, Tyler. Ooh, intriguing. Justin, Justin Fields coming in fifth uh, for myself. Uh, and I actually okay. had five, uh, a tie five here. I like Jonathan Taylor as well. Uh, number mm. four, though, uh, Chuba Hubbard. That's my guy. Big numbers. Jalen Hurts, number. number three. Tua, number two. And Joe Burrow, still number one in our hearts. Still number one for you, huh? Well, I'm going to start at five, Matt. I got Omar Bayless, Arkansas State. He currently leads the nation in receiving touchdowns and yards and is fourth in receptions. The man is putting up some serious numbers. And you just noticed that Weaver, I had to take him off the list. He only had six tackles last week. Ah, sad, sad sad scene. Number four, Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma, getting it down on the ground and the pass game. Number three, Tua Tagovailoa, Bama, 23 touchdowns to zero interceptions. Number two, Joe Burrow, LSU, 22 touchdowns, three interceptions. And, of course, my man, Mr. Chubba Hubbard. Oklahoma State, 194 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. It's not even close in the running back department. No, he's pulled away. Yeah, he's in, it's incredible. It is incredible. But uh, I like that Jonathan Taylor pick. He had a, a four or five touchdowns last game versus Kent State. But, I mean, still, that's a lot of TDs. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I feel like it's been the same five guys, five, six guys for the whole year. I finally changed mine up. I got Omar in there. Yeah, well, yeah. that's not You didn't happen. expect that. You didn't expect that one, yeah. Uh, I mean, no, the man's leading not. the nation in touchdowns and yards for re- receiving. Yeah. That's incredible. 
That's, that's great. They Got lost to Georgia State this week. Well, we don't we don't talk about that. Oh my gosh, how did Georgia State do that? I don't I don't even know. But Matt, let's get on to everybody's favorite, the playoff for plus two. I I'm gonna go first this time, Matt. All right. Number six, newly added Oklahoma Sooners. I'm still waiting for them to play a big game. They do have one coming up this week. Number five, Ohio State. I know, it shocked you. I just, I mean, the win over Michigan State was great. It was impressive, but I, I just really haven't been impressed by Michigan State this year. I mean, my God, Indiana made it close versus those boys. Number four, Georgia. Number three, LSU. Number two, Alabama. And like I said on the last podcast, I'm holding Clemson here until after this upcoming week to see what happens. Number one, Clemson. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. there's no reason that Clemson should be number one. but uh, uh, They're number one. They're I got Clemson one. at six, Tyler. Oh, my gosh. Number six? Yeah. I mean, come on. I can make a case that any of the teams in front of them have played way better and look way better. I, and it's like Clemson has been playing anybody good. It's been mediocre. I know. Uh, number five, Oklahoma. Then we got uh, number four, LSU. Number three, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. And number one, Alabama. Oh, wow. So LSU be, is in front or behind Georgia? Uh, behind. Did number you say? four. Yep. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Very interesting. I, I didn't see that coming. I'm back on the Georgia train after that impressive win against Tennessee. I mean, DeAndre Swift had a field day with the, with those guys. Yes, he did. How about Tennessee's quarterback, though? He looked pretty good for a half. Yeah, I mean, I it's kind of hard not to look good. Uh, nobody's got any film on you. You're just going to tell those boys up front to block for you, and you're going to let it rip. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm not I'm not sold on that yet. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap us up here for the Week 6 recap. Week 7 preview going to be out in a couple days. And we got another great uh, slate of games to talk about. So, Tyler, why don't you go ahead and take us out here, my friend. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Week 6 Review Podcast. Again, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We're up to 10 reviews now, 10 five-star reviews on iTunes. That is incredible. We appreciate the support. And as we go off, I just want to say SMU, big old win in overtime to stay strong and stay in the top 25. Go ponies, pony up. Let's get on to a massive week seven. Let's go. Good night, everybody. <laughs>